Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome to the Biden recession. Oh, yes. Joe Biden was elected president and he honored us by putting us into a recession. Well, that's after Jimmy Carter levels of inflation. Stagflation. It's nothing like a stag party. It's depressing, but it's not yet a depression. So let's talk about recession denialism. Or as I like to say, recession denial is worse than so-called climate denial. I will continue to deny we're all going to fry by the year 2031. But it's a little hard to deny that two quarters of economic decline is defined as a recession. Now, we knew coming into this week that by Thursday, we would see a lot of Jane Fonda linguistic aerobics. Yes, suddenly you can't use the dictionary definition or the standard economist definition that two quarters of economic shrinkage are a recession. This, newsbuster junkies, was the moment where all the braggadocio about the media fell apart. Oh yes, we in the media, we are the reality-based press. We are the guardians of fact. The truth is more important than ever. We are the tellers of truth. This whole shtick went over a cliff. Like Paul Ryan shoving grandma in a wheelchair off a cliff in those old Democrat commercials. Yes, suddenly now it was respectable for there to be alternative facts. Remember when they scowled at alternative facts? Now they're using alternative facts. Our research director, Scott Whitlock, jumped into this fray, saying a recession would be very bad news for Democrats going into the midterms. So journalists are all too happy to help Biden avoid use the R word. The R word. Nobody now can be certain that this is a word you can use. On Wednesday, NBC's Tom Costello said a recession depends on who you ask. So let's ask the White House. He asked Brian Deese, who's director of the National Economics Council, appointed by Biden. Unsurprisingly, Deese said there's no recession. Then over on CNN, Deese plainly said, in terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. The technical definition considers a much broader spectrum of data points. Yes, everybody now is suddenly trying to spray the octopus ink. And the networks filed it along. As Scott Whitlock showed, ABC's Rebecca Jarvis warned, Hey now, one way that people define a recession is not the official definition of a recession. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like your your heart failing to beat for half an hour might be the official definition of death, but wait. <laughs> Over on CBS, Nancy Cordes said Team Biden says the economy is simply recalibrating after a post-pandemic boom. CBS morning host Nate Burleson, fresh from good morning football on the NFL Network, proclaimed the R word is a buzzword. Oh, right. You know, like bombshell. Somehow, the new recession is not a bombshell. 
Then came the evening news. Kevin Tolbert was on the case. ABC was talking about recession fears. We're fueling fears of a recession. It's more accurate to say it's fueling midterm election fears for the Democrats. This is the way he began. He's got that whole Peter Jennings we thing going. New report out tonight raising fears of recession in the U.S. The nation's output of goods and services, the GDP, fell 0.9% in the past three months, the second quarter of decline in a row, which typically has been the definition of recession. But tonight, President Biden pointing to other key factors, too, among them the jobs numbers, saying this economy isn't an easy one to label right now. Oh, yes. Suddenly, the economy isn't easy to label. Now it's complicated. And we all know liberals are the ones with the really big brains. They're the ones that can process things that are very complex. And the rest of us who do not agree with the Democrats on most things, well, our brains are very, very small, apparently, because they think somehow we're going to fall for this line of attack. CBS announced, hey, CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says whether it's technically a recession or not doesn't matter because it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, no, whether it's a technically a recession does matter, and mostly it matters because of politics. I mean, yes, the, the media wanted to say, well, the Biden people told us to not call it a recession, so we'll try not to do that, but we also don't want to seem clueless and say, the people out there are feeling pain. On the NBC Nightly News... Lester Holt began, let's get to the economy now and the new data showing that it shrank for the second quarter in a row. But the Biden administration is pushing back on the idea that we're already in a recession. Tonight there was reality, but the Biden administration is pushing back on reality. I think we all know what, what Biden's doing here now with the recession is pretty much what they all disparaged for a year plus He's basically, it's like Trump saying, COVID's not a thing. It's not going to be a thing. It's, it's about to go away. Biden's been pulling this crap with the recession and inflation for months. It's transitory, man. Come on. It'll go away any minute. Maybe it'll go away tomorrow. Yeah, suddenly reality is something that has two sides. You know the news media, they hate having two sides of things. But when it comes to there's reality and the Biden people have another version, suddenly well, we're going to have a balanced debate between reality and the Biden de uh, definition. Yes, over on the PBS NewsHour, which you pay for, anchor Judy Woodruff said economists often mark a recession by two straight quarters of negative growth. But the jobs market has remained strong during the first half of the year, which muddies the picture. No, you are muddying the picture. There are facts. And yes, okay, there's an alternative fact here. And that is, hey, the unemployment rate is low. Okay, if you want to have a job, that's good. But if you're trying to pay for gas, what? Then she turned to Biden aide Gene Sperling and said, so, as we're saying, it's not knowable now if the country is technically in a recession, but we know that the growth is slowing. That's a word salad like Kamala Harris. It's not knowable whether we're in a recession, but we know growth is slowing. <laughs> just, 
It's not knowable. You know, let's say this. We got a kudo here. And that is Gene Sperling was also interviewed by, by Jake Tapper on CNN. And Jake Tapper said, we know what, what a recession is. It's, it's two quarters of no growth. So there's a, you know, do you risk looking out of touch by denying there's a recession? And then, of course, he let Gene Sperling blobby, blobby, blah for like 65 seconds. But then he came back to, stuck to reality. Jake Tapper's like, hey, look. And Jake Tapper's the one that says, I'm not going to put on a stop the steal Republicans on. Well, look, what you did here, Jake, is you put on a stop the recession talk Democrat. And yes, you corrected him, but you put him on. And of course, there wasn't just television, you know. There was, uh, there was a lot of this. I was noting, or Newsbusters was noting, that the New York Times and the Washington Post were both doing this fears of recession. It's not a recession. There are fears of recession. Two quarters of negative growth spur fears. P.J. Gladnick did the AP on the GDP. They wrote, the U.S. economy shrank from April through June for a second straight quarter, contracting at a 0.9% annual pace and raising fears that the nation may be approaching a recession. Consecutive quarters of falling GDP constitute one informal, though not definitive, indicator of a recession. Yes, that's why they're called the Associated Publicists. Suddenly everything is not definitive. It's informal. We may be approaching a recession. It's sort of like saying after, again, after Thelma and Louise's car goes off the cliff, we are approaching the ground. (laughs) Or maybe it's after the car's on the ground in flames. We may be, but we're not definitive that they're dead. (laughs) It was metaphorical anyway. It was a movie. Then there's just the worst thing, and that is the joke title, Independent Fact Checkers. If you ever thought these people or these websites were independent, then go look at PolitiFact. Lewis Jacobson, who is a PolitiFact, he is a transparent applicant for the White House press operation. And I've been told they have a few openings over there, Lou. He cited... Capital letters, Instagram posts, and applied the ruling false to Instagram posts. And the quote was, the White House is now trying to protect Joe Biden by changing the definition of the word recession. How does a fact checker look at all that we've seen and say it's false to say the White House is trying to redefine recession? I mean, do they care about their credibility? Do they, do they care about the perception of their independence? This is straight up pants on fire ruling. Pants on fire says newsbusters. The Instagram poster here that's trying the patience of PolitiFact is named Graham Allen on Instagram at Graham Allen One. He's a podcast host and a contributor to TPUSA Faith. That's what the Instagram page says. Lou Jacobson insisted in his quick little summary, quote, the White House blog post cited in the Instagram post is not only accurate about what the official definition of a recession is, 
but it's also citing the long-standing definition. Yes, Lou, the White House blog post has the official definition, and then it poops on it. It continued, quote, Based on these data, it is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates it's a recession. So let's repeat, if you're slow. PolitiFact says it's false to say the White House is changing the definition of the word recession, avoiding entirely that the White House blog post in question says it's quote-unquote unlikely that we should consider this a recession. It's bad enough that PolitiFact is going to deny there's a recession. They make it so much worse by claiming that Team Biden isn't denying it's a recession. And then you remember, as they say, This post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation on its newsfeed. Well, if Facebook was trying to combat misinformation, they should be blocking PolitiFact, not Graham Allen. Indeed, Graham Allen's Instagram post is all blurred over with the words false information. One of the things that PolitiFact did here was they were upset Because what Graham Allen did was ask Siri what a recession is. And she gave the standard definition, apparently from the Oxford Dictionary. Our Joey Vasquez wrote up this article and made a a little audio clip of him asking Siri what a recession is. Hey Siri, define recession. Recession means a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced generally identified by a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Wow, I guess I'm informed. This really should be considered a moment where the liberal media lost any luster they had about being people who are interested in facts or truth or reality or statistics. It's, it's just terrible. The uh, column this week was on the Pulitzer Prizes. Uh, Eric Wemple's a media critic at the Washington Post, who I'm somewhat friendly with, or at least I, he's interviewed me a couple of times. Uh, and uh, But he had an absolute fit that the Pulitzer Prize Committee organized some outside probes to review their controversial 2018 Pulitzer Prize for Public Service for covering the Russian collusion investigation. He said, what were they thinking? His headline was, the Pulitzer's Trump trap is every media outlet's Trump trap. And then Wemple colorfully complained, it amounts to lunatic appeasement of the high-maintenance sort. Now, is it possible there are some of us who are conservatives other than Trump that wouldn't be considered a lunatic for questioning the Pulitzer hype. And it wasn't just the Pulitzer hype. It was the Peabody Awards. It was the George Polk Awards. They were so happy back in the day, back in the Trump years, that just going after Trump was worth a prize. Whether that story turned out and the collusion story did not turn out, whether that story turned out to be true just didn't end up mattering. 
So that's worth considering. I, I You know, what? what's funny to me is we all know that uh, the Pulitzer Prize Committee wouldn't commission a review if Newsbusters complained about it. He's uh, Wemple's mad that they're trying to appease Trump because Trump is, uh, you know, has a much bigger megaphone, perhaps, than the Newsbusters podcast. Uh, finally, on Wednesday night, I stumbled into a Twitter controversy. Or what would the word be? A kerfuffle. A little bit of a brawl. I was just sitting around in my house watching Access Hollywood with Mrs. Graham. And I saw this tweet by Jim Obama administration employee Shuto of CNN on the forthcoming Joe Manchin deal. They used to call it Build Back Better, but now it's Build Back very much smaller. Still huge, but much smaller than they wanted it to be. So uh, I did this idle quote tweet on my cell phone. News tweet or DNC PR? Yes, it was a Shuto tweet citing a major breakthrough for the Democrats that moderate Joe Manchin was agreeing with the White House. And he tweeted, this is a big bill, nearly $400 billion for climate programs, Medicare to negotiate drug prices, ACA, that's Obamacare, subsidies extended, corporate minimum tax rate. So, you know, that sounds promotional. And I said it as a question because it is the kind of tweet where you're basically just saying, hey, this is what's in the bill. But there's just that whole, it's a major breakthrough, this is a big bill, when, of course, the progressives think this is a tiny bill. It's, not a, it's a fraction of what they wanted. But little did I know, Jim Shuto then, quote, tweeted over me. I tweeted a list of provisions in the proposed bill. That's not PR any more than tweeting the elements of a GOP tax bill or Ukraine battle assessment. Okay. And I replied on Twitter, Okay, Jim, that's certainly A. It certainly is a news tweet, but it could also be B. It looks like B when it touts good news for Democrats. And I said, if you, were if you routinely tweet out Republican legislative wins, then you have a point. I have not reviewed Jim Shuto's entire Twitter history. You know, I know that reporters like Jake Tapper will do a bunch of stuff that just tweets out headlines. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you just telling me what the news is. Um, and you could say, well, it's good news for Democrats. Well, sometimes it's good news for Republicans. Anyway, so since Shuto jumped in on it, this must have been what led to Keith Olbermann. Yes, Keith Olbermann has a beef with Newsbusters, as you might expect. He tweeted, See, at Tim J. Graham is with at Newsbusters, and he is too stupid to know the answer to this question. That's always kind of funny. You've been called stupid by Keith Olbermann, who's defined not by his intellectual capacity, but by his completely Olympic egocentrism. So I replied, I could play Jeopardy with Olbermann any time. He'd only win if all the questions were about him. <laughs> but that was kind of fun. It's always nice when somebody notices. I don't find attracting Keith Olbermann's attention generally a good thing. I was once on his old show 
not the worst in the world, but a worser. Um, you don't, I don't, I'm one of those people that I probably did something at least slightly wrong if you're attracting Keith Olbermann's attention. That was not the case here. I was merely asking a question. And then he wanted to make me appear to be a dummy. Try again. Now, I know I went to Bemidji State University, pal. But yeah, I could beat you at Jeopardy, sportscaster. So anyway, if you want to come around and let us keep telling you that the news media is in the tank, like Dukakis for Joe Biden, then you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks and have a good weekend.